0: All right, everybody, we want to thank you for joining us once again this week for NCC Unplugged. If you listened last week, you heard part one of the interview with the NCC mission team leader, Allison Terpshira. Today is part two, where we pick up with a very intriguing question, how sometimes our want and desire to help out on
1: mission trips can actually be a hindrance. We hope you enjoy the show. We're breaking free from the traditional sermon format to engage in raw conversations about faith, life, and everything in between. So join us as we unplug from the noise of everyday life and plug into something more. This is NCC Unplugged. Conversations, community, and culture.
2: So to some, that would be maybe a new idea, new concept that Sometimes in our zeal for missions work, we can do harm. So give me, give me an illustration of what you mean by that.
3: Now, a lot of these things have started out of the goodness of people's hearts. Mm -hmm. They see orphans, for example, in Haiti and say, we need to do something about this. This is something that God has asked us to do. I just, I quoted the verse earlier in James about it. So let's go take care of these orphans. Unfortunately, their zeal was like too strong, maybe, I wanna to say, too gung ho. And the verse in the Bible where it says, be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. I don't, I think that's an attitude we need to have when we're researching missions. And so, one of the issues with, in Haiti particularly, was a lot of the orphanages turned to be for profit. And so, people saw the money coming in from churches, wanted to get a piece of that. And would take kids from the community or encourage parents to give up their kids um, just to receive money from churches. And then, unfortunately, a lot of those children would end up being abused or neglected. And in reality, they weren't even actual orphans. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite missions likes to quote, I think it's my Angelo. it says, when you know better, you do better. And so it's really easy to get discouraged when you hear stories like that and just kind of at least for me to throw my hands up in the air and be like, well, what's the point of this? What are we even doing? Um, But now we know better. We can do better. And I think that is where missions is at right now is we're in the middle of those conversations saying, listen, we love God. And we really think that his kingdom is what's best for this world and that he is the only one that can provide true healing. Um, But how is he going to accomplish that and not how are we going to accomplish that? And we certainly don't want to, dirty his name as we go along that. Um, Part of that, too, is reflecting the cultural changes that are happening around us. Um, There's been a lot of talk about colonialism and things like that, and so we don't want to fall into that trap of being the white savior, which I think is easy to do, not just as Christians, but as Americans. Um, So we really need to say, I think, there's nothing wrong with taking a posture of prayer before you enter any of these conversations.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think... There's some cases of this even in secular philanthropy that have found in their zeal to do good work, um, they've done harm. Certainly. And one example of this is Tom's Shoes. Tom's Shoes came out, I don't know, 30, maybe not quite 30 years ago. But their whole business model was you buy a pair of shoes and we'll give a pair of shoes to someone in a third world country. But then Tom's Shoes shows up in this country and just gives thousands of shoes away and it does doesn't do anything for the economy it doesn't do anything to sustain these people once they then leave people have shoes but nothing else put all shoemakers that were in the country out of business and so again it comes from a good place a good heart and talking about christian christian ministry missions it comes from a wonderful place and a wonderful zeal to to serve god and what he's asking for us in scripture but how that plays out has, has done some harm if we're not very careful with it. And so the missions team, like Allison said at the beginning, is trying to be um, selective and in the missions that we support to make sure they're doing it in a very sustainable way. They're there for the long term. They care about these people, um, both their, their relationship with God, uh, but also just, uh, you know, making sure they have food and water and all of those things as well, because that's important.
3: And I think, too, the missions ministry team doesn't just want to support the populations that our missionaries are reaching. Like, of course, we see a need in Africa or China, and we think, oh, yes, we need to reach those people. And I think we want to support, you know, help those people. But one way the missions team, I feel like, does that well is by supporting their own missionaries, and that might be um, praying more dedicated for them, allowing the missionaries to talk candidly with you, um, supporting their family when they come into town, seeing how you can house them, take them out to dinner, um, interact with their children, or providing resources so that they can get counseling or further help if they want it.
2: Anything else as you think about global missions?
3: Oh, global missions. I think about a lot of things. Um, I think we are in a really neat spot right now as far as missions where we have this great communication of what is happening all over the world and we can see great needs, but we can also see um, our great God and see what he is doing through these amazing people. And so that can be really encouraging. And I think we're in a position, too, where we're having having those hard conversations of evaluating what have we done in missions in the past, what has worked and what hasn't worked, and what has actually been harmful, and what do we need to change? And that can be a scary conversation, but I'm kind of encouraged by it because I think God is going to do a new thing with it.
2: Uh, What's a good resource that you could point people to for some of these conversations that we're having that maybe these other people are having as well?
3: So... I'm going to be super cliche and say, if you are interested in missions, you need to read your Bible and pray. And I know, like, if I had heard that several years ago, I would have rolled my eyes, but it's the truth. Um, Now, I'm not saying you need to be a biblical scholar. You're like, I need to know everything about the Bible before I even think about missions. Um, But it's going to give you the foundation to do missions in a obviously biblical way, but also, I think, a God-honoring way. Um, so really get into your word and pray. Um, and if you really think that God is calling you to missions, he's not going to call you and just leave you hanging. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's going to support you with other Christians. Um, two resources that I like to point people to are two websites. So the first one is teamexpansion.org. And Team Expansion is based out of Kentucky and they're a missionary sending agency. But they've been around for a long time And in that time, they've done research on missions. They know how to support their missionaries. And so on their website, they have a lot of information about what is missions. Um, They have prayer documents that you can download so you can pray for their missionaries and global missions. Um, They even have resources for kids of missionaries if um, people were to need that. The second one I like to point people to is one they just learned of recently, um, it is called kindredexchange.org. And for a lot of people that have grown up in the church, they may, and I'm speaking from experience here, um, may have reached a point where they were really bitter about certain things in the church, and missions being one of those, It's um, seeing people just going gun gung-ho and then burning out, or like we talked earlier, creating more harm than good. And I know I got in a place where I was like, this is pointless. Why are we even doing this? We're trying to help people, but we're being more harmful. Um, But Kindred Exchange is a website that has started to ask all those questions. Not started, they've been for a while. Um, Like, what is orphan care? And why is it damaging um, getting over the white savior complex and realizing that when we go to do missions, it's not us delivering this message of hope to these people and rescue to these people. It's more of like their website is called a kindred exchange where God is going to allow both groups of people to encourage one another. Um, So I'd encourage anybody to go to their website. They have a lot of articles and blog posts and they have two
2: podcasts. So with that thought, um, that, kindred exchange that when someone goes on a mission trip uh, whether it's a traditional looking mission trip where we send a team to a certain location like we're doing this summer to Arizona or something other like we've talked about with orphan care the widow down the street Um, and people that have done this know this that when you serve in that capacity you often get something in return Mm -hmm. Uh, you get uh, just something within your heart that moves you get an understanding of who this person is. You get a worldview that's expanded because now you've met this person, you've heard their story or this people group. And so, um, you know, it, you maybe you attend NCC and you heard about the mission trip uh, happening this summer. You've heard about the ones in the past and you thought, man, I don't know if that's me or not. I don't know if I have that within me. Uh, man, I encourage you to Uh, Go to the interest meetings. I encourage you to talk to Allison or others on the mission team to see, um, because like Allison said, God's not going to let you hanging. He's not going to ask you to do something that he's not going to be there with you for.
3: For sure. Um, But that's not going to mean, that doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. Mm -hmm. I think that is a beautiful place to be really, is to be in a position where it's going to be hard, but you have to say yes to God. Um, but I think this trip that we have coming up this summer is a good example of maybe like that kindred exchange where we're going to go visit a mission out in Arizona that works with native American children and they've been out there for decades. So a lot of these children and families have heard of Jesus. Um, this mission works hand in hand with churches in the area Um, So it's not like we're going out there and being like, we have this wonderful message that we need to tell you and you guys need to change all your ways and stuff like that. But I think it's a way for the church here in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, to be encouraged by the church in Arizona Mm -hmm. um, with different cultures and see how they do things and honor God and glorify God. And part of when I transitioned into the missions ministry here is we were coming out of covid And so a lot of the trips that we had planned obviously got canceled. Um, And then there's just a natural transition period of me coming in and just, you know, gelling with the team and kind of figuring out what we're going to do. And so the first, excuse me, the first trip we went to was to do tornado disaster relief in Kentucky. And I did have that thought like, okay, this is a nice trip or we can ease into it. It was a one day drive. We didn't have to fly. We didn't have to stay overnight to get down there. It was a week. Um, and it was with a missions organization that had planned short term trips for decades. And so I trusted them. I knew that they would be a good, you know, mission trip experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I think that was well and good, but we don't have we don't support on month to month basis any ministries in Kentucky. And so going forward, even though that was a really good trip, I knew that I wanted if our I wanted our trips in the future to actually go to the missions that we already support. Um, So one, that we could see what is actually going on. You know, you could get so many emails and phone conversations, but it's a different thing to be there. Um, And two, to also see if there's a way we can encourage them, because like I mentioned earlier, it does get lonely on the mission field. Um, And this trip is definitely, I would say, a bigger step, because we do have to fly. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to a completely different part of the country, and people there even refer to it as a third world country or developing nation or another country within the country. Oh, wow. Um, now, I would love to eventually go out and visit some of our global partners around the world, but it's the same thing. We're kind of going kind to of see like what God is putting on our hearts and mm-hmm. um, where he wants us to go. And he knows the group's dynamic. He knows the missionaries' dynamic. So he knows if they're struggling and if they need you know, us to come out and encourage them Mm -hmm. or if they just want, I don't know if they really need us, but they need what God is doing through us. So
0: So if if somebody wants to go on this trip and somebody speaking for myself who, you know, is concerned with the details of like, okay, (laughs) how are we getting from here to there? What all is involved? Is there anything on the personal side that like, Hey, you're responsible for flying out there or is it a group thing or what, what does that kind Mm -hmm. of look like?
3: Each trip is different, but for the most part, the missions ministry team will arrange travel. So we would arrange the flights or the drive out there, estimate the budget for how much that would cost and um, kind of wrap the whole thing up as a package and tell you how much it is, what to expect, um, and tell you how to mentally prepare and spiritually prepare before you even decide to say yes. Um but this is something and each trip is different, but normally we have meetings and I hand out papers and like, you know, so you have the bullet points of like, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. This is who we're encountering. This is how much it costs. Um, but <laughs> when we, you'll see if if you decide to come, come on the trip and one of the, the first meetings we have, I usually tell everybody to have low expectations <laughs> and, um, that sounds terrible right off the bat. You're like, great. You just got me all amped up for missions. And now you're like, settle down. <laughs> um, and not to have low expectations, like this is going to be terrible, but maybe to just put yourself in a place where you were allowing God to work. Um, so the trip, like for Lenny, it might, like when we advertise we're going to Kentucky, we're doing tornado relief cleanup. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd be like organizing food pantries, handing out diapers, maybe doing some light like, construction And all of a sudden, he's moving campers um, for temporary housing. So I would say, back to that, wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Really, like, be wise, one, in the mission group that you're going with, like on a general scale. Um, You don't want to jump in and say, I'm just going here willy-nilly. Like when we go to Arizona, we're going to really do some research and studying and praying over the culture that's there mm-hmm. in the context context into what we're entering. Um, but also be gentle and be willing to roll with it and have low expectations as to how God is going to work, um, which is a scary place. Yeah, But I love putting people in that position. And maybe, maybe that's really why I like missions. It's because I just, it's like, a concentrated way to get your faith strengthened. That, that may be a bad reason to do missions, but I really encourage everybody to get involved. Um, and maybe a trip isn't for you. And we talked earlier in Acts, it talked about um, the early church was giving away their things and supporting one another. In the next verse, it talks about that they, were, they did this and it enabled the apostles to go out and preach. And so maybe your yes isn't to a trip. It's to supporting somebody on the trip. It's to committing to praying for somebody on a trip. Um, or it's being part of the missions ministry here and coming to the monthly meetings and emailing our mission missionaries and saying, hey, how are you doing? Like, for real, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And what can we do to help? Um, yeah,
0: great. Yeah. And I think it's important too. If if there are people that are considering going on the trip, but then you know decide, you know what, this isn't kind of what God's calling me to do. Kind of what we touched on before. You're not less less of a Christian because right. of that. You just mentioned several different ways uh, to support missions and kind of um, the spread the gospel in in various ways. Um, so so yeah
3: yeah I've already had a couple of conversations with people that are legitimately afraid of flying, and I would not force them on a plane to go on a mission trip right. but I know these people are doing missions in their own backyard with their neighbors, so I think that's one of the ideas too is like missions isn't always a trip it mm-hmm. isn't always going somewhere,
0: yeah, going back to the beginning of the uh of the show it's mm-hmm. we need to kind of reframe how the the classical view of what churches looked at as, at as missions, and it's just even more encompassing, and uh, not use that as an excuse not to get involved or mm-hmm. limit ourselves on what God can use us for.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Allison, for coming in. I know this won't be our last conversation on the pack podcast about missions. I know you have a lot more to say about missions and some specific areas that we want to hit in some episodes later on, but I thank you, and the missions team for your discernment, uh, your, your hearts towards missions, supporting the missionaries, not just financially, but I know through prayers and updating the church and continually having missions as part of something we do here at NCC. I want to thank you for listening to this episode as uh, you got a little bit of our heart towards missions and how we do it as a church and maybe some things to think about as you think about missions globally as well. And so with that, uh, we they say thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.
1: Thank you for tuning in to NCC Unplugged. If you've enjoyed listening to our podcast, we encourage you to share this with your friends and family. NCC Unplugged is available on all major podcast platforms. And if you're ever interested in experiencing Norwin Christian Church firsthand, We invite you to join us for our services every Sunday at 8.45 and 10.30 a.m. We have engaging classes available for all ages, ensuring there's something meaningful for everyone in our church community. For more information about NCC or any other inquiries, visit norwenchristianchurch.com.